Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bridgeport Stories. Our show features guests from the community who provide fascinating stories that will be sure to captivate. From urban legends to historic landmarks, exciting new developments, and insider profiles, prepare to hear it all. I'm your host, Elias Rosario, taking over for Frank Boris this week, and we are recording out of our studio on the west side of the city. Here on this show, we delve into the unique, the interesting, and the inspiring stories about Bridgeport. Get ready to hear the whole unadulterated story. Today, our guest on the show is very prominent here in Bridgeport. Not only will her dishes make your mouth water, she continues to help those in our community with different skills, aspirations, and budgets. With over a dozen of contrasting services, she is fulfilling her mission of providing good food for all. I'd like to thank Raquel Rivera for coming to our studio today so she can share with us her various involvements and accomplishments with us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, Raquel, uh, we spoke a few minutes before we came on the show here today, and and we spoke about how um, you're originally from New York, correct? And and that's fascinating because someone like myself wouldn't think that every time I go somewhere, I always see you there, and your name is so prominent here, you know, Chef Raquel Rivera, and um, you've got a great staff that's always with you mm-hmm. and um you're always you're, you're always on top of things when i see you places one would think that you're from bridgeport because of how much involvement you have here could you speak a little bit about how you found your way here and and, and all the great things you're doing here thank you um totally so i am from brooklyn originally and um i ended up coming to bridgeport after the th- after I had my son, he was uh, about seven months old, and I wanted something that was close enough to the city still, since I was doing a majority of my work there, uh, and close enough to my family that I had moved um, to Hartford. So Bridgeport seemed like a nice enough um, destination, you know, a distance from both. And so I <laughs> lived here, and uh, it's been seven years now. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I've been to uh, the downtown farmer's market, mm-hmm. and I've seen you there. I thought you were the run running the whole thing. No, I'm a part of the um, collaborative, which is really okay. great. So uh, there's seven farmer's markets here in Bridgeport, uh, which have been fantastic. And so we all unite uh, once a month to come up with, you know, how do we make ourselves better? How are we getting ourselves out there? And so I'm lucky enough to be a vendor at some of those markets, like the downtown or the Black Rock Farmers Market, um, but also or the Stratfield Farmers Market, but also be a part of the thinking and the collaborative in another aspect. Okay, um, tell us a little bit more about um, yourself growing up. What um, was the first thing that caught your eye when it came to uh, healthy eating, um, healthy lifestyle, good food, things like that? So I'm the eldest of seven uh, children, um, and I was the first one to go to college in my home. Wow. Um, so when I went to Florida, my mom, the, the idea was I lost my dad when I was very young, uh, was to pursue something that was going to be a doctor, going to be a lawyer, going to be something important, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so as I was going to Fordham University, I ended up like having to feed myself, you know, mm-hmm. and really coming about, like, how do I do that? in a way that's smart, because, you know, college life, you're French fries and burgers and pizza, right? right? Really easy, but high-calorie food. Right, and so I um, 
wanted to learn how to eat for myself differently. And so I started doing a lot of food network and looking at things that way. But the problem is, is that it doesn't tell you the why. Why do I do things the way I do? You know, why do I preheat the oven or why do I saute something? Uh, And so I enrolled in culinary school. And uh, that was the beginning of everything. Like it was just, it it opened up such a great um, opportunity for me to learn the why, but also Mm. learn about myself and the challenges about that. And so I continue to pursue, like, how do you cook and um, have clean eating, you know, and what that, how, how that actually, like, impacts everything else. I mean, I'm Hispanic, Puerto Rican, you know, and, and, and just thinking about, you know, we use adobo, we use sazon, a lot of food coloring, a lot of things yeah. to our food. And how do we kind of still make it taste delicious without adding all that extra stuff? All the additives. Yep. All of the tempting foods. The uh, relleno de papa yes. and everything else. That's a <laughs> it's still delicious, mine. exactly. It is, and it, but it's everything in moderation. It's not. It's yeah. not knocking everything. That's how culture. It's it's yeah. delicious, but you know, if you do that every single day, it will get know, to you. It will get to you, and it will catch up with you. You may not feel it now, but eventually, it will catch that's up to right. you. Yeah, I hear that. So, where'd you go to school in New York? I went to the Institute of Culinary Education, and then I did my externship at La Bernadette. Okay, um, can you tell us a little bit more about the? Um, where you did your externship? Yeah. So uh, La Bernadette is one of, it's a very high-end, uh, don't want to call it a seafood restaurant, but mostly fish um, yeah. uh, restaurant that is surrounded by a team that is very disciplined. Um, and Chef Repair runs a very tight kitchen. So it was really awesome to have that background on not only delicious ingredients and fresh ingredients, but the discipline behind it to like the kitchen worked in a very orchestrated way, mm. right? Everything, it doesn't matter. And that's what I've learned in, in, in working there is that every person, whether it's from the dishwasher to the person who cleaned the floors to the executive chef mm. has a role. And without it, it has a domino effect, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if one kind of falters, it affects everything. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, when you look at it and you think about it in life, like, you know, in an office job where you always have like the high boss, right? And then you're just a bo- uh, an employee, mm-hmm. right? You kind of look at it a little differently. But when you know that you're making things run, every one of us are important. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it right. really has a different dynamic when you think about restaurant work. And what's the dynamic like in comparison to say a band? You know, a lot of times you hear people say, well, I play in a band and I, and I'm, only paying attention to my part it's a solo it's almost like a solo act within a group Mm -hmm. but in this case you're saying it's more of like an orchestra and that you have to be cognizant of all the other people around you definitely so because if and just like a band right like yeah you're focused on what you're doing and the task at hand but if you just so happen to not pay attention to your surrounding it won't sound the same right Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing that the look and feel of everything happens when everyone is doing their best and it won't taste the same and it won't exactly Mm -hmm. mm-hmm So you've got um, an interesting partnership coming up this year in Bridgeport, um, and it is it, it would be with uh, the it's on Federal Street, um, and it's the uh, the Thomas E Carroll Nutrition Center. Yep. Is there uh, is there any any more information you'd like to to share with us? Yeah, about it's really. That? Cool and exciting because we think about, you know, school lunch sometimes gets a bad rap, right, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And the idea is, is that how do we get people excited, mostly students, right, our, our kids excited mm-hmm. about what they're eating? And how do we make it in a way that is going to be delicious for them, but also look pleasing, right, and also provide them what they need so that they have a productive day in school, mm-hmm. right? 
um, this comes a little bit from my background. I in, in New York, you know, I was uh, fortunate enough to be invited to the White House to be a part of Mrs. Obama's Let's Move um, campaign, mm-hmm. and it was just awesome, just being inspired by other chefs who were in that space, also with that same hunger for feeding kids um, delicious food that was made from scratch, and um, and then. For five years, I worked at um, the Wellness in the Schools uh, nonprofit, where we're training cafeteria staff to actually prepare scratch-cooked meals. Um, so t- teaming up here now in Bridgeport uh, with the Nutrition Center, it's fantastic because it's going to allow, you know, it's me and Chef Mona of Cook & Grow uh, working together to do the salad bar and present uh, recipes for their parfait so it's small steps, but yeah. it's at least something that's going to be fresh and healthy and, you know, adding on to the already the menu that's already, you know, being done and giving kids more options. Right. That's good because that yeah. will definitely help to yep. um, make us closer to the goal of the Let's Move campaign, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, to decrease childhood obesity by 5% by 2030. So thank you for the work yep. that you've been putting yep. in. Uh, and shout out to Chef Mona. Yep. By the way, too. So um, you've got a very active following. Yeah. I've noticed Facebook, Instagram, and I saw you put up something interesting: the Kuro Obi black belt knife. Yeah. A so gift to you. <laughs> it was a gift. Uh, so my um, my boyfriend's dad has a equally passionate. Uh, his name is Bobby, but like he's equally passionate about food. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a really awesome gift to receive from him. Mm-hmm. Have you used it yet? Or is it I haven't. You know what it is? It's that there's a sentimentalness now yeah. to it that makes yep. the knife like something you just want to collect. So is there gonna? Do you have? Do you have an event in mind or a certain dish in mind that you plan on using it for? <sighs> That's a good question. No, not yet. But I got to do something because he's, uh, you know, waiting for me to kind of report back on what Review I think. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the first I've ever seen that. Me too. I've that's never seen a, a whole black knife like that. I know it's pretty that's, sexy, that's, right? Is it? I mean, if you, I know it's dangerous to touch the, the sharp edge, but have you kind of? I held it. Yeah. And just is it like, heavy? It's nice. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's a kind of like a global knife. You know, mm-hmm. there's a weight to it, but it's not overly uh, heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice and it's a nice knife. Good. Good. Well, going back to the uh, to the um, nutrition center. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I think there was a, an article put out about, um, how the current administration is kind of letting schools be a little bit more loose in there and, 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 and how and what they can serve. So not a good thing, but, um, again, that's why we have, uh, people like you, chefs like you, good people in our community, uh, being cognizant of, of, um, even before changes like that. The fact that healthy eating really does affect you throughout the day. Yeah. It really does affect your mood. Mm-hmm. Um, it does affect how you perform um, in all aspects of life. And if you want to uh, be successful, it's the foundation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know everyone remembers the food pyramid growing up and in school and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. and that's a foundation. Um, so, so, yeah, is there anything else that you'd like to, uh, to talk about that we, that we haven't spoke about today that you thought I would ask you? Uh, I thought of, about the culinary training aspect. Oh, yeah, perfect, um, yeah. Yeah, so I um, have been lucky enough to train some individuals. You know, we're thinking about, you know, what it means to be in Bridgeport, mm-hmm. right, and to actually, mm-hmm. like, 
uh, support local. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've been fortunate enough to train a couple of students. And actually, as you know, like the Christmas party, right, actually have them not only be trained, but then to work with me uh, during events, which have has been fantastic. Um, last week, I believe we were able to do an event for Forbes magazine, which was really, really cool. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did see that. And Betsy was um, one of the students who is now selling her own empanadas at the farmer's markets. Nice. You know, who was able to accompany me. Right. So it's that or a Kia who, you know, talking about healthy eating for children, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've worked with um, Adam J. Lewis in preparing scratch-cooked meals for children um, on a daily basis, which is fantastic. And so Akia is one of the chefs that are actually, like, you know, uh, dealing with the kids on an everyday thing, taking the menu and making it her own. And it's that hands-on experience when we were thinking about what exactly is important when you're trying to get better at a task, right? Mm -hmm. You need to get out there, get your hands dirty. And so Mm -hmm. to be able to do that with so many people from Bridgeport Mm -hmm. and then see them taking off in their own business is something really special. You train a lot of people. And and like you said, um, seeing people take off on their own, um, it's, it's, I'm sure it's um, very insightful. It's very, it's very uh, moving. It's very inspirational. Um, have you ever encountered someone that has a similar story to yours that you've trained and you've, and you've said, you don't have to mention names, but anyone that you've, you've seen, um, have you ever seen yourself in anyone else as far as story or as far as similarity? I think that's what makes me connect so easily with the students I have. You mm-hmm. know, I grew up, you know, I know what food stamps is. I know what WIC is. Mm-hmm. I know what a lot of the challenges that we face um, in this country as a minority, as a woman, right? As Mm -hmm. just some of the things. And so when I have my students, we're not talking about people who can easily go to, you know, the CIA or, you know, other culinary, you know, Johnson and Wales. We're talking about the average person who faces similar challenges. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of in this rut, you know, like sometimes you think life is only in the bubble that you live in and then someone pops that bubble and you're able to see so much further than that, right? Right. That you wouldn't have been able to. So yes, there's a part of me and all of my students, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just is. And that's the the really nice thing about mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. The same way I have mentors who have seen something of me and them. Right. It's it replaced itself. That's nice. I feel like that's what that's what makes everything move forward. That's the heart and everything. That's right. And I remember, uh, just to get a little personal for me, uh, in high school, I went to Bullet Havens, which is a, uh, a tech school, and they had culinary yep. uh, baking. What, what advice do you have for people like that, for, for kids like that who are, who are thinking about taking it up as a career? Um, hustles, struggles, uh, what, what, what sort of advice could, could you offer them? I... One of the biggest things is to volunteer. I think we're growing up in a society where we kind of feel like things are due to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and really, if we put in some sweat equity, mm-hmm. we can get a little further, That's right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, so I think volunteering, and it's normally, it's easy. It's not going to cost you anything. And sometimes we go into something thinking that's re- what we really want, and then you see it for the re- reality that it is. And then you're like, oh, this wasn't exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. So rather than put up, money like investing in school or doing something that way you know giving yourself in for you know to a restaurant or to a bakery for a couple of hours you know and seeing what that's like Mm -hmm. and people are more open to teach you that way right you know because like that's the exchange when they don't have to pay you right yeah we we were just talking about that in terms of uh, internships in general i mean that, that would be good um so that's that's awesome so 
as we mentioned before, uh, you're from New York. Mm-hmm. You're here in Bridgeport. Sometimes you don't have to be um, part of, you know, grow up in Bridgeport to be claimed as a Bridgeport native, but it feels that way with you here and everything, you. all the great work you've been doing here. Thank you. I would have never thought. Um, so there it is, Bridgeport Stories with uh, Chef Raquel Rivera. Uh, we'd like to thank Chef Raquel for being on the show today. Thank you. And uh, all the great work she's been uh, doing in our community, partnering up with all the local nonprofits and uh, businesses to provide uh, and extend that knowledge that healthy eating is important, uh, good food is important, um, not only for our own lives, but for the community as well. Um, So thank you, Chef. Thank you. And this has been Bridgeport Stories.